on one hand, it's very prudish and everyone's fully clothed. But then on the other hand, they, they keep saying like like such a like a, a, a 10 year old word, a 10 year old child's word, like boner. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the right. level of sexuality of this film. Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. <laughs> everybody welcome to one fucking hour uh i am your host evan husney joined of course uh by my usual twos i'm here uh to my left we got tom fitzgerald tom yo <laughs> uh and to my right uh looking fresh faced after a beautiful trim we have uh marcus herring what's up guys marcus haircutting haircutting <laughs> <laughs> wait that got too short <laughs> oh great. it looks it's good looks great looks beautiful um so i think it's kind of zelinsky ish every- you know <laughs> yeah. that's what i was going for yeah yeah <laughs> works that's a good um i think we are on episode 22 uh damn dude 22 fucking hours in uh to this uh, crazy project here um you know, it's fun it's a funny way to look at it like Two more, and we've got an entire day. <laughs> like someone could spend an entire Wasted. day of their life yeah. watching this show. <laughs> yes, so that's actually the way it's recommended to consume yes. our show. Yes, yes. All, yeah, yeah. Binge. straight marathon. And uh, one of those hours of your day would be devoted to this week's fucking movie. Um, <laughs> so this fucking hour is on. Yeah, <laughs> regretfully. On the 1994 uh, thriller, or, um, erotic thriller, Disclosure. Can't believe we're doing it. Disclosure, we're doing it. babe. <laughs> like, like it, it, yeah. if you're wondering how low we can sink, you're about to find out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think I think the reason for this is we we we, we kind of had some heavier films, or we came off a Lost Highway, Big Mindfuck, and we right. needed something oh, yeah. just to kind of, you know, un, you know, screw our heads cleanser. back on. We were going yeah. on spring break. Yes. Right. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do Dennis Miller the whole time. Oh, no. All right. Yeah. All right. So it was spring break. We were just going to kick back and just watch a dumb movie. Yeah, that, that's exactly what we it did. Is. So, <clears throat> all right. Shall we do this? I'm going to start the clock. Here we go. Uh, maybe we can squeak a few. I'd say an hour is plenty of time. Yeah, maybe we should let some seconds bleed here. Um, I think right. I think this hour is the most anyone has ever talked about disclosure, and I'm including the makers of disclosure. <laughs> More sure. than, longer than the pre-pro meeting. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's uh, right. All right, let's get everybody up to speed. So, disclosure, everybody, is the uh, here we go. It is the you got 19- the book. I got the book, the novel. No, I don't. <laughs> this is the Snapper DVD. Uh, very emblematic. Snap it! Snap it! Yeah. Oh, here we go. Snap it! Snap it, or it didn't happen. <laughs> okay. It is the Snapper uh, DVD Extraordinaire uh, here version of uh, Disclosure. Everyone should own this. Uh, but <clears throat> it is. Um, uh, it is the 1994 techno erotic thriller uh, adapted from the novel by Michael Crichton. And it follows a beleaguered CD-ROM manufacturer, Tom Sanders. 
<laughs> I'm in. <laughs> just, See, just that character. <laughs> and that's Say that again. Snapper. What is that's he? A, Say that again. <laughs> he is a beleaguered CD-ROM manufacturer. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that says it all. Uh, it does. Okay. All right, sorry. <clears throat> Tom, all right. Tom Sanders. Tom Sanders, played by Michael Douglas, whose corporate promotion is thwarted. By former lover turned executive competitor Meredith Johnson, played by Demi Moore, <clears throat> in this woefully in this woefully aged male empowerment screed, which culminates into a standoff in virtual reality. Wait, that's what the back of the box says. That's woefully. <laughs> no, the back of the snapper. <laughs> no, oh, okay. No. Like, rent no, it okay. today. No, yeah. no, no. That's that. That's written by our executive producers. Um, so. <laughs> Anyway, wow. so for those who don't know, I should explain. A snapper is uh, the Warner Brothers packaging of many '90s, you know, thrillers. Kind of came in this packaging, and a lot of these movies really have a similar vibe, similar feeling. You're definitely going to see films involving, you know, CD CD-ROM manufacturers are going to come in this case here. So, uh, for me, it's like and more also, eco, right? It's like more eco, like a cardboard. I think like, so. so that they they break down. There's uh -huh. the era where they ditched the jewel case on CDs for a while, and they were like uh, all cardboard. Yeah, I think that's like the gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Tom, is there a movie that dates worse than this one? Uh, maybe, but it's up there <laughs> definitely. Uh, it's up there definitely. I mean, it, it's dated in many ways. You know, I mean, uh, you know, you were just saying what are some of the tenets of uh, the snapper phenomenon. That you're obsessed with yeah. and i would say that um <laughs> one of the things you can count on is blue light yeah generally yeah you know mm -hmm. um and the uh shadows of venetian blinds yes definitely mm -hmm. you know yep um and emails. Uh, a lot of emails a lot of emailing with like weird dodgy interfaces that didn't quite even probably actually happen with an email that was being written in 96 or five, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, good movie, good movie. No, OS. No, no, no. You know, even more importantly is like little kind of like, um, what's that? What was that guy? The uh, little icon on a uh, window. The clippy. Yeah. Like clippy. there's like it was well, pre clippy. So it's like, like, uh, when they made these films and, and the graphics for computers, they sort of imagine, you know, that a computer would have things like, you know, uh, like a hot dog, like surfing by you, like your email was sent, buddy. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like like wink. You know, it had that like like this sort of odd like. Yeah, there was like a like, Bob Microsoft Bob or something. I think. That no, but I'm not a, talking about like the reality. Like it's like, like oh, the, yeah. the net being the most the, one of the great examples of what I'm saying is that's another tenant where it's like this strange un, uh, misunderstanding or lack of understanding about like what day to day computer interface work life was like. And it wasn't dynamic with like surfing hot dogs, you know, and like, you know, like they're thinking maybe like, like the toaster in, um, yeah, they're thinking you know, like, for, uh, it's like VR, it's VR technology and their mind goes to like clippy basically like okay, yeah, so you exactly. this virtual world and you're going to have a clippy guy yeah, inside because there. they have no idea what's going on. So they think it's a lot of like winking. Like, you know, uh, yeah, hot dogs. That, and and that, that's part of the charm of this movie is that like, you know, the, anytime you get a film like this, it's like the actors talking about, you know, computers and hard drives and discs. And they're just, you know, fed lines of these very base, right. you know, technological terms, you know. And I, I swear at know. one point, just to speak to you saying, <clears throat> I swear at one point, um, Michael Douglas says, 
yeah, but did you put it on internet? You know, <laughs> like it doesn't even the article the, yeah. and it just yeah. sounds so wrong. He googles, like, and, he googles who point. is a friend. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's a good point, Evan, because it, that you're saying it's like Michael Douglas. Of course, he said like, well, did you find it on internet? Like he's saying that because he has absolutely no idea what's going on. They could feed him anything. You know right. what I mean? So all of that is so good, you know, and he, I, I definitely heard him say, like, did you find it on the Internet? While we're I love that. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, uh, you described it. The box described it as an erotic thriller. And I just got to say, like, uh, it's like one of the it's erotic thriller with zero nudity. Like, there's no there's a one one, maybe half it's one sex scene or like half just one. one. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's just one. Uh, and boy, is it a doozy. And, uh, you know, maybe that maybe we should just uh, not bury the lead. Well, and get if into... I may, well, Evan, let me go somewhere. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the erotic thriller side of it, let's just let's just close. The oh, loop on... no. <laughs> no. no! Oh. Sorry. Let's go ahead. Let's um, just close the loop on the antiquated technology end of it because I have a few examples. Let's kick it off with some fun <laughs> and then maybe we'll get into the dark side of disclosure here. Um, so uh, first and foremost, kind of that technical jargon we were talking about uh, here. This is the, the I, I, I pulled this scene because it was just the one that came to mind, but there's several of this. You'll see a lot of this. Right off in the beginning of the film, when you learn that Michael Douglas is this company man here trying to manufacture these drives, man, and get them right. And this is the central conflict here is that the drives are not all right, man. They got some fucking hard drive it, problems. Can I just point out yeah. that the big earth-shattering innovation of yeah. this company was they were portable <laughs> CD-ROM drives. Right. That's fucking hot. <laughs> like, I'll be right, I'll, like, let's go to the beach. I'll bring my CD-ROM, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anyway. So here's an update. Steve Jobs, like, level uh, inspired, no, you know? No, no. But so you need your laser stream and, like, a trampoline, <laughs> you know? It's, that's how portable it is. Oh, right. right? You need those uh, flat lasers and... <laughs> the trampoline. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking what are you about. Saying? All right, here we go. Just keep What's wrong though? with Octomax, <laughs> The drives are just very slow. We're getting seek times in the 140, 160 range. 140 isn't a sexy CD player anymore. 140 is what everyone else has got. My guys think there's a compatibility problem between the controller chip and uh, the driver's <laughs> software. Well, if it's the chip, oh, it's going to put us back a year. And then there's this uh, flicker in the screen. The current cuts in and out. I think it's a design problem. What the hell you mean a design problem? Every laptop in the world's got the same design. I sent you out some yeah, drives. What DHL, is he talking you about? It's not true. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. It we reminds should, me. We should grab that as, as one of our sound bites. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Wait, I was just going to say. It reminds me of that, that jargon stuff. reminds me of that. Uh, there's that video technical it's like uh, jargon overload. You've seen that on YouTube. It's pretty funny. No, it's like no. a, it, it's like a, uh, it's like a, you know, it's an old like industrial film, and the guy's like, uh, you know, oh, it's also capable of automatically synchronizing cardinal gram meters. You know, it gets really hard in the details on like just overload jargon, but that's yeah. what I was thinking of watching these. But the added bonus, that guy probably from that video you're talking about, he probably knew what he was talking about. But you just saw two actors <laughs> who were just like trained monkeys yeah. and just making sounds that were on paper. Like, yeah. you know, and they didn't make it sound convincing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but we're going to be backed up with chip, you know, operating uh, status. And then the, the, yeah. when the, when the uh, cathode comes through, it's like... Laptops. You know, All laptops are boom. the same. Um, yeah. Okay. 
So then the architecture of the, of yeah. the cathodes, Forget sixty it. megahertz. Yeah, right. But uh, what really bridges the gap now into this tech side of the uh, of the thrills in this film mm-hmm. and the uh, eroticism in this mill, if you want to call it that, uh, is through one email here, which we're going to look at. Let's look at the one email, and then we're going to get to the erotic thriller side of the movie. But I think this bridges the gap. 94 email. Our first email on one fucking hour, guys. Right. I want a loop of that. The screen and his reaction for like forever. Yeah. For those of you, uh, for those of you listening on Spotify, yes, it says, "Is your cock hard now?" Is the email that Michael yeah. Douglas has just and, received. And nothing more, nothing less. And it was an email. Was that, by the way, was that an email? And if it was, did it have an attributable uh, address of the sender? <laughs> like, like, because that interface is so gonzo and unnecessarily kind of like chunky and like different colored blocks right marcus help me out here like that didn't look like an email yeah Yeah. no but i'm saying i think it's like i think they're imagining like a proto text or something that i don't think that read to me as like him receiving an email no it is yeah i guess it's an email it's supposed to be an email i think yeah no it's 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 an email tom and i had email but but i had it back then it didn't look like that so i well i of course (laughs) i guess guess i'm wrong it's movie email. It's yeah. movie email. But uh, the that's what makes that, the Arkham. That's what makes the Arkham Act so unique, you guys. <laughs> but he gets. But right. see, he gets the email, but he doesn't know who it's come from. You know, he doesn't. There, there's no sender. That's part of the mystery. Of How do you have whole, no sender? But that's what's alluring about the, the this no yeah. sender email. Well, what is the it's what funny, is the email like, address? <laughs> no, what is the yeah. email address of that email? Like you know, it has to come from somewhere. Like, he only gets emails from people he doesn't he only gets anonymous emails in this movie. He gets two different anonymous exactly. from he gets two, two different emails. anonymous sources. Right. And he can't back to, he can't he's like the stud of tech and he can't like try to like like find the person's yeah. email address. God, so the, know, uh, the, maybe that's, Earth, the twi- that's the twist. That's the twist. Is the Earthlink the dot net? Oh, the kid at the end. Well, maybe the kid's sending him the email. That first email, the cocky email. Let's wait. We let's, don't know. No, he let's, is. That's the whole point, isn't he? Wait, isn't he? But no, it's supposed to be Meredith, right? The the, the mother of the son. Yeah, but so, yeah. I don't know. It's like it's weird. You only this get anonymous emails there. They uh, timeout. <laughs> we gotta we yeah, gotta stop. Yeah, full full stop. Structure. Full stop. Okay. Let's we'll circle back around to the email. Wait, are we going to talk about that's the, only the first time Marcus, they say Marcus, the word Marcus. cock in this movie? But they're going to say like okay, they're okay, going to say okay. it about point of order. Let's just all let's start from zero again. And bring it up. Okay, so here we go. Let's talk about this movie now. So he has the issues with the hard drives. He's looking for a, a, a big fat promotion, right? But of course, his old flame steps in, gets the promotion, uh, new power dynamic established immediately in their relationship and he goes up to see her for the first time uh of course demi moore we're talking about uh, michael douglas and she basically puts the moves on him and uh in one of the most awkward sex scenes in 90s film history shall we say uh at least so yeah so that's basically any film history right and so he gets which we can show a clip from and uh 
and basically it, it it balloons into this huge uh, s- sexual harassment suit, and then the whole he film. He said, she said harassment right. thing, yeah. Right, and that's what this movie turns into. Um, I think you know, with the box art and the marketing materials of this movie, you know, it's definitely trying to cash in on the uh, erotic thriller genre that was popular at the time. You know, the basic instinct. And, and he especially was uh, a real stud of the erotic thriller. He was a the Fatal Attraction Man, Fatal Attraction and the Basic man. Instinct Man. And now he's he's back. It's a few years later. It's tired. He's tired. It's just like such a slog, you know, like it's so repetitive because he's been in this place before. If you need a male victim for a female aggressor, you know who to call. Right. (laughs) And and I think that's what's funny in, in this movie with him is I think he's really at the tail end of his desirability. Like, I think he's he's run really ragged in this movie. Like, like oh, he, in, cro- he crossed the line with the, yeah. he has a mullet, yeah. guys. Well, I was going to say he, he know, has he, a bouncing mullet. That's his classic mullet, though, right? No, no, no. It's it's it's, it's bigger and it's this more pronounced. A, this is a this is like, a gross gra- like th- this is a <laughs> hold on. This is a grandma at Sturgis mullet that you know what I'm talking about? This Keep is going. like. <laughs> this is like a, a biker grand mall. Just a grand, oh, I think it says a grand mall. No, mullet, no, no. Which a is grandma, uh, well, that makes sense. This is a grandma. <laughs> at, this is a grandma at Sturgis. You know, is what I was saying. This is yeah, what it looks like. like. Uh, hillbilly uh, elegy grandma. Mullet. Yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> um, All right, focus. Here we go. So anyway, yeah. I know. Uh, so anyway, uh, this movie to me, guys, though, as soon as it gets into this, I mean, right off the top, uh, it, it, you're, the movie is planting seeds that it is trying to um, be this completely. I mean, I find this movie to be a completely irrational right wing men's rights propaganda movie. <laughs> and it does not. Yeah, it, and, 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 and right in the beginning. Uh, it uh, plants the seeds of that. I don't know if you guys caught this or not, but I, I do want to divert your attention to where uh, in this movie it is first mentioned, which is uh, in the very opening, Michael Douglas on his way to work before the hard drive scene we watched just a little bit ago, he's on the ferry and he's talk, taking, he's taking the ferry yeah. to, to his job because this movie takes place in the Seattle region. And there's a guy that he knows on the ferry who uh, recently lost his job and um but he does say and i'll show you this real quick uh the guy he has a quick exchange with him which reveals that wow they're setting the tone that these old dinosaurs that are aging out of this right. industry are being right. threatened by the women that are coming up into the movie it's so it's a it's a to- it's a very loaded exchange you know and it's right at the top of the film so right it, it you know its agenda is is it, they play their hand immediately you know so yeah here it is boom Probably what you make, huh? 150? Eddie, hang on just one sec here. Why don't you call Cindy, make an appointment, I'll see if I can help out, all right? Eddie, they are not gonna sell Austin, all right? I mean, I'm telling you they're not gonna sell. If I'm telling you, who else are you gonna believe? Cindy, pretty name. You used to have fun with the girls. Nowadays, she probably wants your job. So, <laughs> right off the bat, this... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Be like that guy. But, I, mean, they, I mean, even before that, they're trying to paint it as like kind of a big cosmic struggle to the wife in the car has a line like where she's like, don't climb too close to God. You might shake the tree. You know, like they, they're trying to paint it like this is like a, this is the question for our times, you know, and he's like this, uh, 
sort of Icarus who's about to fly too close to the sun, right? In right. Those and, and, this, and in the sun, in this case, portable CD-ROMs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Don't dream so high, you know? Like, take it down a notch, you know? Um, yeah, I know. But, like, uh, yes, the embittered, um, like, uh, crum- crumpled... Um, um, uh, oh God, what's the word? Persecuted. I mean, the idea is... Yeah. The yeah, idea yeah. is that you know it's all their fault, right? Well, th- yeah. This this whole movie is is an it's fascinating to look at now when you go back, you know, where we are in twenty twenty two to to look at what this movie is like. It's a real cringe watch because it really gets into the idea uh, a very kind of Fox News look into a persecuted you know male as a victim. That's kind of what this is, you know. You know, it's and, you know, it's not even modern. Fox News, just to say, it's it's very oh, O'Reilly. No. It's like even right. more old, like they're trying to be cool now, but like <laughs> it's like really like like nine. It's well, it's nineties, you know, like Rush and everything. Um, it's almost qu- a quaint <laughs> right wing period, you know. Um, yeah, people t- talk less like that now in, in American culture, you know, even the right but, wing. But and, that opening scene really does kind of set the tone for you know what this movie because this this movie is an anxiety ridden experience uh, uh about these male characters that um are being threatened you know by the change of technology and the women that are coming in and rendering these other guys obsolete taking their jobs you know um and and yeah. that sets up in every a way night. in a way yeah. women here are replaced as a and i'll say it a straw woman not a straw man but uh, these characters, uh, you know, Demi Moore's character is a straw woman, straw man, is what I mean. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, it, it's also um, symbolic. So there's absolutely no character development, number one. Like, she's not even close to a character. You know, she's just like like threatening woman. But even more importantly, it's like, I think you would see this trope of like the old office guy with like the, you know, the coffee stained resume. Um, he would be talking about the youth and they just replaced it. Like this would all have happened in the early 70s or something with like uh, these kids. I don't even know what they're talking about. Actually, it happens now, you know, like with older folks who are like, um, I don't know, like my uh, my Snapchat broke my Facebook and, you know, like uh, I just keep hitting the space bar, you know. And so um, I think it was more like it was a brief period when it was a really actually it was kind of isolated. I think it's mainly this film that was an overt knee-jerk reaction to feminism you yes. know what i mean like it didn't, yeah. didn't really yeah. happen much it wasn't right. part of a like a zeitgeist or anything like that which is but odd I, also right. slight pairing uh because it's not just youth it's it's um it's sexual threat uh, a woman asserting herself sexually and right. asserting herself in the workplace so it's like a double whammy like uh we've got to get women like this out of there as evidenced right. by the end right. of the film when there's right. a sexless woman who successfully runs the company, spoiler exactly. alert. Yeah. Um, we could get into that a little bit later, you know, because yeah. it's like, well, a woman can run my office, but not a hot one. I just want to close the loop on that because the, 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 when I was saying Fox News, I guess, why I was referencing that is because I, this movie is that the embodiment of that sort of fictionalized version of the counter argument. You know, the idea that like... Yeah. Like right. like like this equal opportunity hysteria, you know, kind of idea where it's like this stuff that, that like the stuff that happens in disclosure, you know, even though Michael Crichton I think suggests that it's based on a true story of some kind, it, it doesn't happen. 
You know, it doesn't happen. Yeah, but totally. but 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 for all the right wing, it's like Simon so Straw Man. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But they can point to it like, well, look at disclosure. It happened in well, you know what disclosure. It's, well, you know what it's an algorithm to is that really corny, tired argument of um, kind of like white rights, where it's like, um, like why can't I be happy about my race? You know, white men saying that. Like that was right. very big then. Yeah. Actually, it's still big now. But like uh, oh, this, yes. that very blunt, stupid. Um, very trolling. It's like a proto-trolling kind of argument where it's like, um, totally. why can't I walk around and, you know, you say black is beautiful and you say white is beautiful and I get, you know, it's like... Same, that's it's reactionary. Just, yeah, it's no, a reactionary. It's, reactionary. It's, it's like this... Uh, uh, it's an, it is. I don't agree, but whatever. Well, can I... I think it's, just, it's seeing the world changing and it's saying, like, we can't... Uh, we, want, we want to maintain the status quo, you know? So you've got, like, Anita Hill... And sexual harassment claims and saying like, hey, it used to be okay for me to slap women on the butt in the office. It's just no big deal. This movie like totally like hits that head on. You know, they're like, there's a lot of butt slapping in this movie. <laughs> and they're, they're saying like, hey, if you're going to go around accusing guys of being sexual harassers, well, what happens if a woman does it? You know, that, that's what this movie is trying to say. Like, so, so we can't go there. We can't like make this change in society you know we can't make a big deal out of sexual harassment because look it could happen to a guy too yeah. you know but I women could be like that too that's what i'm saying yeah. you know well right and that's what we've been talking about the whole time i'm just saying like there's something specific about that argument that happens with race all the way yeah. from the 60s and then now yeah. it's it started to be applied at least in this stupid film to a gender and what i mean is it's um it's a, it's it's a cynical fake argument you know and it's a straw it's it's like like to say, like, why can't I walk around with a white, white is beautiful. Like it's, 100%. it's, 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 it's born of that same thing where it's like, it's all like lives I'm matter. using law. Yeah, I'm using, right. All lives matter. Exactly. It's like, I'm using my argument. I'm using, that is the argument I'm using because it's based just on logic. And yes, on some level, all things being equal, walk around and say, you know, you're being white is beautiful, but like it has no context. And I think that's the salient point where that argument just falls apart like sand, where it's like you, you have no, uh, it's like, yes, if we all, you know, uh, I think Bill Maher or something said once, like that kind of argument uh, articulates something that's so asinine where it's like, it's as if all men and all women and all people of all quote unquote races all were at the starting line in a race and they all were equally there. It's just like, no, it's just so much more complicated. So that's why this film is kind of odious. You know what I mean? Because it's that's also trying saying, to do it, in, do it in a sneaky way. You know, uh, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not a, you know, a screed by a right wing video maker or something like that. It's a Hollywood film. So yeah, it's pretty weird. It's, I think it's, it's an like, odd Hollywood film. Well, it is. It's re I think that's, that's the first thing it's like rewatching. It was like, man, this is a weird bizarre time capsule piece. And yeah. the thing is that like, yeah, to what you're saying, it's like, it's like this almost, you know, anti-affirmative action type of movie, that kind of idea where it's like, you know, companies are going to be ruined by this you know, by like women. Cause like, cause the idea of like Meredith's character, we should say, you know, Demi Moore's character in the movie mm -hmm. who gets Michael Douglas's promotion, you know, we should explain that, you know, the way she's portrayed in this film is that like, you know, she has no experience. She has no technical know-how. She comes That's in right. as this kind of clueless, you know, uh, sexual harasser. Uh, and the only way she, she also uses her sexuality. That's implied to advance. Well, like she brought like, she sleep yeah. yeah she sleeps her way up the ladder and she doesn't have talent and and that's absolutely what the where the film's heart is with that character because yeah. she, her her opposite is the older less attractive quote unquote uh, woman who is qualified 
overqualified right. for that role. And right. so you it, and, and they make this again, a straw man argument again, where it's like you you like uh, like she's one of the good women. You know what I mean? Which is another yeah. kind of racial uh, oh. uh, analogy too. you know, where it's like, no, 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 no. there are some good women. You know, they're not going to like, you know, put their ass in your face and then like, you know, cry foul later. It's like, you know, like there's some OK ones. And it's just like it's all thumbs like and and, and I think that um, the uh, the two archetypal women in the film, the woman who gets the promotion and Demi Moore. And just like you said, I, I didn't even really think about it that much, but it is clear by the end of the film that Demi is simply not qualified. And she's simply the polar opposite of the woman that gets the promotion. And like one's hot and one's not. And it's like, geez, guys, maybe like maybe they're both hot. Or like it's the other way around. Like, what is going on with this film? It's really know? bare with its agenda. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's very naked with it. There's that scene where he's like, he just spells it out like to his wife, you know, that she's. It's the scene where she's, uh, he, you know, she's saying, "Did you sexually harass this the woman?" Like, she's trying to. His wife's trying to get to the bottom of what happened, and he's like, "Sexual harassment's about the power. When did I have the power?" You know, right. he's like, well, he's trying to. You were born with spell it. out right. the. Uh, we got some footage. Of this I have some footage gym. to support that uh, point there, Marcus. Okay, so uh, yeah, this is this is kind of everything here. Okay, this is where Michael Douglas okay. is, is is literally losing his mind and, and turns into a Bill O'Reilly <laughs> rant here. So um, here we go. Let's do it. Happy to be divorced. Oh, sorry. No, that's not it. Uh, oh, that's good too. That's good too. Actually, can I do that one first and then we'll do yours because they, they go in tandem. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, the movie they're, they're plants the related. seeds. This, this plants the seeds. Yeah. Here's where he overhears um, one of his wife's friends uh, talking about how, um, you know, the, the Barbie doll figures are what, you know, men really want. So here we go. Happy to be divorced, Ken. <laughs> I'm serious. I don't know which one is more stigmatizing. Barbie stigmatized. That's, That's that whole male 36, 24, 36 image of beauty. Women are oppressed. It's just a fact of life. Women are oppressed. 80% of the suicides are committed by men. They're dropping like flies with heart attacks. What? Not as tough. Hey, sorry, we're just fighting the wars. You start the wars. Dell, I'm sorry. I don't have my own crisis hotline. So, there you go. Yeah. Little, little, little seeds like that are planted, you know, throughout the whole film. Yeah, good call. And then, and then it explodes right here um into this total you know right-wing meltdown here we go i got a better idea why don't i just admit it why don't i be that guy that evil white male you're all complaining about i like it then i can fuck everybody Tom, stop it hey chowman come on down here well you want to exercise my dominance scaring her. i'm getting a patriarchal urge tom the children yeah my children right my children that i provide for and protect that they can come in here between me and my wife move my okay. family out take my job and take the family in the house that we have made and I apologize to them, Susan. So embarrassing. <laughs> well, I know cringe. <laughs> yeah, it's some major cringe. Wow, she's. So, I didn't quite pick up on that scene. Oh, I know. I was getting bored. The movie's kind of yeah. boring. Um, uh, but that well, was great. I actually, I actually have a lot of fun with this movie. You know, even though no, it's I totally know. It's just, wrong. But I have a lot of fun watching it. There's but, fun parts, but the wrong, like the the beneath the surface is so gross. Like yeah, uh, I mean it sags too, kind of. But um, but I'm I'm down. Just hey, disclosure, bitch. I'm into it. <laughs> like, but, yeah, get it on. It can't go to. We can't leave with the far right agenda of this movie without mentioning that that's why Dennis Miller signed on as well, right? Like further proof. No, that, <laughs> he wasn't like that until 9/11. He really wasn't. Uh, 
it, it, it's I don't just think so. it's 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 kind of yeah. a fun. Uh, he's maybe a libertarian. Uh, it, it's kind of a fun uh, inclusion that he's there, though. I think in spirit, you know, it is fun. But I will. I don't know. I'm not defending Dennis Miller, but just uh, he did. But, but I'm just saying, like the context. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying, like the context. Barb is um, Dennis was one of my favorite um, ancillary small office guy characters, and uh, the other big moment. There's a few, but like the other big one is the the, the net, which is really one of my favorites of nineties mm -hmm. shit. And it has a lot of what we're talking about, you know, um, all the tech stuff. But, but anyway, Dennis Miller would pop up and just be sort of like, like uh, the the friendly office friend who's helping the and believing the person who no one else believes, and or like turns on the friend. He kind of turns on Michael Douglas, and you know. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I was kind of enjoying a you know bearded uh, Dennis Miller in the midnight. Seen more ass than a rental car, babe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also, oh, I think does this? You know what? Wait, this. Let's stop being so serious. Like that could shuffle, shuffle us into the B word, uh, babe. His no, not that B word. The other one. No, just like all the boner talk. <laughs> oh yeah, hang on. Oh, Let's finally, I've been it. waiting for this moment. Uh, I know, really. We're at the midpoint. This is just such a bad movie. I jumped. I jumped the gun on this already a little bit. Yeah. I well, think I just, there's not that much to chew on ultimately, but we're chewing on it. But we should just get to like all the dumb shit stuff. And, I just want to say. Real quick, if I can, like, you know, you talked about just, you know, Dennis Miller being one of the great office personalities of the 90s. Uh, also, I think one of the other, right. ar like, archetypal things you need to have <laughs> if you're going to have a gang of computer nerds, you know, in your movie is you got to have yep. that, that, that center part blonde hair Kurt Cobain guy. Got to have one of them, you know, Kurt lone Cobain gunman. Angel. Yeah, Kurt yeah. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Oh, God. Who, yeah, it's like uh, like he, he like he looks like he's in the fucking in utero video, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll we'll show the yeah. scene we're referring to the VR video, but yeah. like uh, no no no, Tully the archetype, um, and he's like he dresses a little different and like sometimes he kind of runs late, but you yeah. know he's him. He's got his own little there's, way about him. It's that vague always, idea of like, of like a Wozniak kind of like uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like yeah. like like. Uh, like he's he he like he comes in two hours late and he says all these words. I don't even know what the hell he's talking about, but he's a genius. It's that kind of <laughs> like like old boomer guys mystified by tech guys, you know. Yes, totally. we got one of those here. <laughs> gotta totally. have one of those. Gotta have one of those. All right. So uh, before we get into the boner talk, only because I think just we should keep on the chronology of the movie. Uh, let's talk about the sexual harassment scene, if if we can. Then we'll get to your boner shit. No. Um, well, they, they're oh. hand in hand. They're <laughs> they are hand in hand. Um, so yeah. the okay. the centerpiece of this film, and also the what makes it, I guess you'd classify it as you know an erotic thriller, even though it's an incredible. It is the only yeah. instance <laughs> yeah. that you could point to. Right to qualify it as an erotic thriller. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> CD-ROMs. And as we're saying, you know, the filmmakers and Michael Crichton, the writers behind this movie, are turning the sexual harassment uh, concept on its head by having a woman harass a man, uh, forcing herself on him in a what? Power, power dynamic. So that's what's happening here in this very cringeworthy movie. So hey. It could happen, babe. <laughs> Get out of here. Um, all right, Everyone's turning um, this off right now. I vote no. All right, no. Let's, um, no. let's take a look at this uh, BJ scene, y'all. Um, any, any setup, Tom, for this? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, you mean no. 
No. No. <laughs> Let's just no. roll that beautiful uh, no footage. <laughs> that beautiful BJ footage. All right, here we go. Let me be the boss. Oh, oh God. No. no nudity. Gosh. Oh. The horribly no. thin. <laughs> dark, dark close-ups. Well, it's also that it's like two, no. three, five, and we're putting in snap. No, but just it's it's really just. Oh. Oh. I have to look away. No. No. I have to look at this again. That's his boss, and she's twenty years younger than him. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, there's so, no no. Where's my no? Yeah, follow, you following it up? There was with the no. There was a couple no's in there. Because oh. oh, I remember okay. it being like no. No. No, 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 there's a very sustained repetition of no's with escalating volume and absurdity in his voice. Like, no, no, no. Well, you guys can watch it or you already have. It's, it's awful. No, it actually. Can Wait, what does it sound thing? like? What does it sound like? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't know. I'm trying to block it out my mind. Here's it. Actually, can I bring something up actually um, about shit 90s filmmaking? My friend brought this up to me um years ago and uh he was so on the money but i was like why don't i like these the way these films look and they go down so anyway just i'll be brief but uh you guys don't know what i'm talking about he's talking about the movie where it's like the the uh de niro is the baseball fan what was that movie <laughs> you know oh uh, uh, really he's like an obsessive crazy baseball fan wow nobody knows it holy shit uh, anyway, no who cares all right de niro's a like uh hey you know, you haven't struck anybody out in a while. You know, and he's getting threatening, you know, and then he's on the mound with the baseball player. Who cares? Because it's just that he was, you're watching it on cable. The fan, the my fan, was, the fan. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. So anyway, my point is, is that that's a perfect example. My friend was pointing it out and he was like, you know, he was getting to the architecture of why this is just filmmaking got so afield um, from where it was. He says, everything now is tight close-ups, just like there. So the, so the composition just sucks because great films very often you can you can take a frame and put it on your wall, you know, and like I'll say that in the 90s bucking that was like, you know, Pulp Fiction, like everything's composed and there's like a, you know, a tableau. There's like persons here and like everything's, you know, set at the mise-en-scene. But so often back then they were trying to like scare up action. Speed 2 is another example of this where it's just it's it's an incredibly awful thing just in the face of it as i describe it and then we'll move on but this film and that scene had it it's tight close-ups that are ugly and they're not suitable for framing and they're hard to gauge and they're underlit and they're loud <laughs> and there's a lot of fast cuts of these shit mm-hmm. yeah close-ups. Totally. I'm with you. yeah no i'm with you, you. talk to me about that for a second because I- that's that was a horrible time and and really the only one bucking it was tarantino i think or, or you know and also tarantino i mean and also uh so tired today. Uh, Scorsese. Yeah, yeah that, the way they shot it is really tight. I think it adds oh, yeah. to that claustrophobic feeling. It's all in that same office building, that same awful office building with like the glass <laughs> and the and the bricks and stuff. It's all shot really tight. Yeah, it feels very. It, this movie does feel very claustrophobic, and and it, yes, it's very ugly. I don't know. Barry Barry Levinson is kind of a hack, right? I mean, uh, uh, he has. Yes, Barry Levinson um, actually is kind of a perfect snapper director, uh, if I may. <laughs> Let's just can, can I just read off a couple of Barry Levinson's yeah. films? Okay, we got I think it's we, we got Sphere. It's a snapper. It is a snapper. Crichton, um, <laughs> also Crichton, Crichton. Yeah. right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Toys. You know, Robin Williams. Toys. Um, that was that was trying to be different and ambitious, but sure. still garbage. Wag yeah. the dog. <laughs> 
Got I hate that film so much. Insulted <laughs> 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 my intelligence. Anyway, Man God. of the Year, Robert Robin Williams. Oh, dude, next birthday, I'm doing that movie. <laughs> I was like, afraid of it's that. It's 90 minutes. It's 90 minutes of everyone else fake laughing at what Robin Williams is saying. Ooh, and it's that so impossible. Oh, you guys have never seen it? Wow. It's, it's, no. it's impossible never. to watch. Okay. It's like, it, well, because he's, he's um, here we go. He's, uh, he's John Stewart in the narrative <laughs> of the film. And so he's hilarious. And he says all this off the cuff stuff. And every ancillary person, you know, his crew, and everybody he meets has to go like, oh, my God, and crack up to all these really cringe ad libs that Robin Williams, rest in peace, um, you know, has. That film is a chore. <laughs> Barry right, Levinson. Well, well, Barry so, Levinson. But, and also Rain Man, obviously, most, most okay. famous for. But um, let's now get into, now that we've seen that, the movie then gets into its second half, which is devoted purely to the thrilling depositions behind the sexual harassment case. Some hot... De- deposition on deposition. Actually. Yeah, totally. And um, and you guys pointed out that yes, <laughs> the word boner is said a lot. Great drinking game, uh, drinking game level. Yeah, great. Yeah, great it's a, yeah, it's just boner analyzing dick many yeah. times in this movie. That's the most erotic thing about this movie is how many times. And there's, a, there's also Demi Moore's also saying a lot like his penis in my mouth. Yes. 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 It's yes. so clinical and hard yeah. and ugly. But, oh, he, but I'm sorry, but my husband just had his penis in another woman's mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Is like, were you uh, were you ready to apologize when my penis was in your when your penis was in my mouth? You know? Yeah. That's not it's what like, you were saying when your penis was in my mouth. Yeah. Exactly. It happens it's, many times. Lawyers I'm sorry, say it. Like, I'm, sorry, I couldn't, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Was your penis in my mouth? Okay. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Uh, let's see me. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Let's uh, let's let's listen to uh, some hot boner action. He's very here. repetitive. <laughs> I'm just realizing that that's that's a sign. This film is like 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 just moronically repetitive too. Like yeah. no one can even think because like penis. It could you could have said penis in my mouth differently, you know. But that line is yeah hated <laughs> over and over again. And no, it's no all phoned in. Yeah, yeah. Phoned in. Thank God. But anyway. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Let's get that B word going. Here we go. Here's some B word for you. Did you have a conversation after lunch about how seeing Meredith gave you a boner? <laughs> that, that was look at the papers. Isn't the term boner a slang for erection? Yes. You had the conversation about having an erection, a boner? Yes, but I didn't say it. But you laughed. It's such a dumb word. Yes. So condone it. So you did have a bone. It was it was harmless. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, ben, yeah, I, I that... just want to yeah. Oh, well, I just want to say real uh, off of that. You know, uh, there is also in that in that once Demi Moore is taking her deposition. One thing I just want to thread through here to the point we were making earlier is that the whole idea of what we were saying about her character. Right. And and sort of being, you know, she's having that that sort of uh, male intense sexuality, you know, from her own point of view. And, and then there's a yeah. big reveal where she actually gets so carried away in the deposition that she reveals herself as this villain. And that's that's what the whole point of this movie book, whatever is, is, is it culminates in this moment. So I thought we should definitely get it in. So let me just play it here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's at least be honest about what it's for. 
I am a sexually aggressive woman. I like it. Tom knew it and you can't handle it. It is the same damn thing since the beginning of time. Veil it, hide it, lock it up, and throw away the key. We expect a woman to do a man's job, make a man's money, and then walk around with a parasol and lie down for a man to fuck her like it was still a hundred years ago? Well, no thank you. Uh -oh. oh no. What? So there you go. <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> so. uh, it's weird. I'm starting to Go ahead. Know. That's a short like I just Pelican realized we're, we're reviewing disclosure. They're going for like a Pelican brief thing there. Yeah. You know, like oh, yeah. the courtroom yeah. drama, but it's mediation. You know, it's not yeah. even a courtroom. Yeah. It's mediation. The judge, it's just, it's only just I, across the table mediation. The I think Barry thing. Levinson's pitch for this movie was like, all right, guys, what are like the three hottest things right now? Sexual harassment, CD-ROMs, and the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. What if we rolled Stole. all three of those into one movie? No, you, you know that um, producers and execs had that very conversation, you know. It's, it's a surefire hit. You know, it's a natural. It's um, so weird to me, like, that there's no, sorry, there's, there's no nudity. I'm not trying to be like, I want to see her naked or anything like that, but, like, she was naked on, like, three different magazine covers like within yeah. a year of this movie and it's supposed to be an erotic thriller and like a lot of times these movies do have like a, a big memorable like sex scene or something like yeah sure Monsters like Ball or something you know, like, this uh, is yeah this is a weird <laughs> yeah. anomalous weirdly movie, it's a weirdly prudish like, they're gonna say the word it boner is. like so many times that it's gonna get an r rating anyway so why not why, why did they try to clean it up and be like a fully clothed <laughs> Sex, no, sex, I know. And you know what's really funny weird. is as we're saying this, what you're saying, it's true. It's a very modest film in its graphic picture because, A, I think it doesn't care about any of that. It's it heart and interest is, is, is into what we're saying, which is like this Rush Limbaugh argument. Yes. But also, <laughs> it's, it, but it's also, it's so arrested sexually because on one hand, it's very prudish and everyone's fully clothed. But then on the other hand, they, they keep saying like like such a, like a, a, a 10-year-old word, a 10-year-old child's word, like, Boner. <laughs> like that's the right. level of sexuality of this film. You know right. what I mean? It's There's not like, It's true. There's like panty sniffing and the butt slapping. It is. It's all very juvenile sexuality. Oh my god! But well, I just want. I know. I'm looking at the clock. Uh, there's um, like all great <laughs> so films much to get in before we, the end. Yeah, well, hold on. So like there's like all great films that we review here at one fucking hour. There's uh, one of those scenes or a few of those scenes that are uh, just priceless. And, uh, you know, I'm thinking of Donald Sutherland in the elevator. Mm. Right. Kevin. So so to, to, just to set it up, the uh, the idea is after uh, the sexual harassment scene, he doesn't, um, M Michael Douglas, you know, shaken up. He's got uh, claw marks on his uh, chest. And I did want to also mention, I don't know if you caught it, but when he does get back on the ferry after this, he's sexually harassed, he sees that Take same guy on the ferry. He, yeah, he sees that yeah. same guy that was, you know, forecasting... <laughs> The whole idea of women, you know, are going to take our jobs. Yeah. So that's because he kept you know, up the ferry. He just kept going back and forth. Right. All day. So he sees that right after that. So that's also like that just nails home this agenda here. Uh, but anyway, mm -hmm. <clears throat> he goes home and uh, he doesn't he hides it from his wife. He doesn't tell her what, what had happened. And then I'm going to take a shower. Yeah. I'm going to take you. <laughs> get me a beer. And then. Uh, yeah. And then uh, he falls asleep, and we enter a dream sequence, which is perhaps the most bizarre. Oh, you spoiled it. <laughs> oh, wow. They've seen it. Uh, all right, here we go. Well, they've seen uh, it countless. <laughs> Who hasn't yeah. seen this? 
innumerable times. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. That's what makes the uh, pants drape so well. <laughs> you work out, Tom? Well, it's really stupid. This movie is asinine. Wait. I've always liked you, Tom. Bob. Now you have the power. You have something I want. Come on, Bob. <laughs> and that's kind of like um, a reverse of the last shot in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah, totally. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, like that. and uh, yeah, yeah. And right, that, right, of course, back exactly. <laughs> to that shot, Sutherland. We should just anyway. shout out Don- Donald weird. Sutherland uh, is the CEO of this hard drive company. And, um, you know, I think that is sort of to represent a fever dream of his boss literally fucking him uh, because he's involved with the um, weird convoluted sexual harassment scheme to get him out of the company, which doesn't really track for me. Um, but you know, oh, that's what, it's so bad. Yeah, it's like, at what point did they put that plan into motion? Like, no, and like, <laughs> let's know? let's get rid of this guy and create this unwieldy, unwieldy, enormous conspiracy. Yeah, that's yeah. like re- like now that I'm this guy's boss, out. I'm gonna get him fired in a really underhanded, backwards, like grandiose, way that puts my job way. at risk. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, right. They could just like nuke yeah. everything. And and and, and, and 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 convoluted conspiracy is also like a earmark of all snappers. They all got those for sure. Right. Um, but I will well, say, but Michael Douglas says he says at the end he says, "Did it ever occur to you, Meredith, that I set you up?" Oh right. The twist. You gotta have the twist too. Um, and he didn't. And so, but he didn't. Yeah, I know he did. Right, he line. didn't though. Why does he even say that? Like, yeah, but I didn't. So yeah, right. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty much this whole movie. But I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, this, this movie's so lame. But it is. There's a point at the very beginning of the, the the girl, the the daughter's reading the email. At the very beginning of the movie, it's like setting up the whole thing. And even she gets yeah. bored with it, and she starts going like she's reading the email. Dear, dear dad, they got this email thing program coming out. Yada yada yada. She does like a right. blah, 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 thing. It's like the movie gets even bored with its own script. Definitely. Fifteen seconds in, you know? yeah, yeah, definitely. I was just gonna say um, though that this is the you know that whole thread I was pulling there with this is that it is just you know especially going back to the guy in the ferry and the claw marks and everything this is all just the absolute delusional fear of an underqualified woman rising to the top of you know what it's like the whole film is the dream sequence of a corporate exec uh the morning before (laughs) like the decision is made between pam and him for the the new VP job or whatever bullshit. Um, it's 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 it, 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 but you know a lot of these stories do have that illogical logical kind of fever dream and it's rush to uh, you know to, uh, like tie up all the loose ends and come to the like the the wacky conclusion. And this film has that, but it's so lame because I don't even want to bother. I don't even want to like uh, you know um, uh, like uh, get into it because it's so like it is so anticlimactic. Is what I'm saying. I say it's a few minutes here. There's two things I, say, I want to get in. Two okay, things. well, I, one I know maybe you definitely want to go. Get in. Yeah, well, let's just go there. Let's just do that. Um, All right. You know, it, it's visually fun. The film becomes fun for a few minutes. Sure. That's how I look at it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's remarkable, and everyone will get a kick out of seeing some of this footage. Yep. So the movie, uh, for some odd reason, maybe it's just because it's in fashion at the time, but the movie culminates into, as I said at the top of the show, uh, a showdown in virtual reality, okay, which you would never see 
coming in the beginning of this movie, but of course that's what happens. Um, and of course it involves right. hacking. Yeah, let's set that up a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's set that up maybe a little bit. The, the I, I'm not sure when Lawnmower Man came out. Mm. Probably right. Another then, snapper, like, actually. Yeah. Yeah, of um, course. Much so, but like, yeah, VR captured the imagination in the early to mm-hmm. mid '90s, and uh, you know, lots of those gloves and the, you know, I mean, VR is still with us, and it's gotten better, but it still looks so lame. Traveler, when you're wearing, yeah. them, you know, it's just it's never going to break through. That's my theory because you just look too much like an asshat when you're wearing all that stuff. So, uh, but it was it was it was in the zeitgeist majorly, and I feel like this film, this is a perfect example of a bullshit like shoehorned in thing. This film's dumb plot could have not had anything to do with VR whatsoever. And actually, yeah. you know what? You know what? I was remembering the film because I'd seen this a few years ago. I forgot it's not about this incredible VR software technology <laughs> that yeah. he's developed and it's going to turn the world upside down. It's about the portable CD ROMs. Yeah. So, yeah. right, so it's right. so, and what I'm saying is VR is so superfluous. It's like, like they were just like, like uh, Crichton read like a Wall Street Journal article about VR, right? Or saw Lawnmower Man. Yeah. It was just like, oh shit, shoehorn. Uh, and just yeah. it, it's awkward. It, it's it's and it's talking. But we were talking before about how they weren't even close. These baby boomers weren't even close to getting technology. Right. And uh, it's it oh, yeah. blossoms into a thousand flowers in the VR sequence. Yeah, he's just totally kind of mashing two topical things together. And like the sexual harassment storyline kind of ends. Like about thirty five minutes before the end, you know, I was looking at the at the uh, the timeline, going like, how much longer? Like, how the the, the the sexual harassment thing wraps up, and then that's when they go back. They return back to this computer storyline, and that's how that kind of ends up. The movie, there's like two plot lines. The riveting city. Marcus, Marcus, help us out with the VR because um, it, it's it's such a fantastical baby boomer notion of what VR is. Yeah, so what's well, awesome? He goes into this VR earlier. world, all the possibilities, right? You can do anything in the world, but then what he's doing, he goes into that VR world to like read documents. Yeah, yeah he's like yeah. reading legal documents, you know, right. that are being and from these files. And, like, yeah. He opens the Malaysia. Well, we'll look at this footage, but like, but I thought maybe he had some insights about. Um, I think that's a well said. I think your observation, where it's like it's a it's a boundless world when you put the goggles on. But it's just like, well, let's look at some fucking files. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. So let's let's check some of this shit out. All right, and also definitely, really, it's also really ugly. You know? Yeah, and 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 definitely, you're going to get a nice uh, cameo here by our uh, our uh, Kurt Cobain uh, programmer here as well. So here we go. Yeah. Oh my God, she's in a system. System. She hacked into the mainframe. <laughs> You can see her take shape. She takes a form inside there. Can she see him? Maybe. I don't think so. They're having a face on. Angel, I need oh, This okay. is the lasers I was talking about. And he's standing on like a trampoline. Oh, oh my God. Can these files from being deleted? Cobangel. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hall, you were pointing out that this was done by ILM, Tom. Like, uh, it was. It's in the credits. That hallway reminds me of the Phantom Menace. <laughs> like that, he's in a big hallway. It looks like the like the palace on in the Phantom Menace that they go to. Like almost I'll, like a, I'll take your word like, for it. I only saw it once. <laughs> but um, right. anyway, um, anyway, who doesn't love that kind of stuff? It's really shitty. And um, anyway, I just wanted to get into like how it's all thumbs. They have absolutely. They can't even get close to the notion of what VR would really be like. You know. 
and if and then it's like not even do- dazzling you know like the lawnmower man has like really cool effects hackers has like you're like flying through stuff there's that sort of like you're flying through the wires or computer chips this is just you're in this boring ass hallway looking, looking at up paper files yeah. man yeah, it's looking more files yeah um one thing i want to get in before the uh before the clock runs out, it's just a little bit on Michael Crichton, uh, the, the, the author of the source material. There's an amazing article I'm going to link in the uh, description uh, of this YouTube video where you can check out. the. Uh, uh, it's a whole amazing review of the Disclosure book that um, I read, and it's pretty amazing. Wow. But, but one thing it talked about <laughs> is that doing this sort of counter-argument you know, like crazy, you know, wild uh, stories like this, like that, that sort of idea. He's done it before. And he has a book called The Shape of Fear, <clears throat> which is an anti-climate change novel, right? Wow. So again, where he would, he kind of fabricates a storyline about how, you know, tree hugger people are staging ecological disasters only wow. to just prove their point about what's happening. <laughs> Crisis actors. Yeah. Right, exactly. Mentality. Right, yeah. so he, he has that idea where he's you know you know create Jesus. like yeah creating fiction to justify the counter what a douche exactly wow. michael exactly. Crichton confuses me because well no, he doesn't confuse me exactly but like um uh i first really thought about him in any kind of way with the movie dealing from 1972 Never which seen. is the 40 it's got this incredibly long subtitle but um who cares? 1972. No, but the only reason I'm bringing it up is because, um, so it's Michael Crichton and his brother, actually, um, under some kind of pseudonym, made a whole movie about drug dealers in, like, Harvard. And uh, and so they're basically, you know, hippie businessmen, douchebags, which is, I, I love that that's how Michael Crichton approached the 70s and the 60s, mm. you know, where it's like, uh, you know, like, just businessmen, you know, with, like, a, like accountants, you know, crunching numbers about, like, bags of weed and that's like he just seems like a really uncool guy. Well, yeah. I was gonna say is that like you you would see like in today. I don't know much right? about him. Well, I was gonna say like with movies, you know, today or just any works of fiction. I mean, that's where the far right gets their justifications. They get it from fiction, you know, and they and they look to pieces yeah, yeah. of fiction to point to what should happen in reality. And it's very scary when you're looking at this movie in like that Ayn place. Rand or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But he's not purely like what's weird is sort of with Crichton is like comp- corporations are often the evil people in the you know root the root evil like Jurassic Park it's like profits over people you know yeah, yeah. like the same with um, Westworld is like that too you know he has so he's got a little philosophy. bit of that he probably has this rugged probably more closer to libertarian like rugged individualism kind of like Ronald Reagan at the ranch kind of like vision make america great again in that sense you know um i don't know him at all and i haven't really read his crap because it looks like a waste of time but it's <laughs> like he just seems like if anything just sort of like a like a buck the system individualistic kind of an individualism kind of person you know yeah. what i mean so maybe yeah. that means that he's like uh oh, they're all a bunch of ripoff artists like he's very you know, he feels very cynical to me yeah i think cynical very, very cold. that's what i think is like these topical things and mesh them together and i think he was yeah. saying like uh the one quote I read from him, because he was getting a little bit of flack in the back in the day for it, but he was saying like, oh, well, I, I just wrote, I just wanted to show you that if you reverse the roles, then different kind of questions appear. You know, he right. was trying to, yeah, he's like, I'm just asking sure. questions here, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, but, that's yeah. the thing about, I wanted to say too, is uh, apparently in the Disclosure original novel, what he does, and it's a little bit, it's it's in this movie a little bit, is that he puts all of the arguments to his point in the book through the 
POV of other characters. So so any he's yeah. he thought through all of the counter arguments that people would have to what his ideals are about this. And then their mouthpiece the characters and are mouthpieces, mouthpieces for them. <laughs> all it's it's it the whole article covers it's all it. All set up. You it's know what? Set. You know what? Babe? This movie shouldn't be called Disclosure. It should be called Disingenuous. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. That's my just, final comment. Let me just uh, spotlight Sorry. one of my one of my. I'm not going to call it a favorite line, but one of the cringiest lines in the whole. Uh, Does it include the word boner? No, it doesn't. Oh my Darn god, it could. <clears throat> Is when he's on the ferry with his wife after she's just kind of found out about everything. And she's just mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. You know, what is she? Is she attractive? And he's like, she's an eight. Yeah. No, she's that. a nine. God. She's a nine. She's a nine. Yeah. Then he yeah. like stops himself like, no, no, nine. Yeah, you know? I know. It's like, what? Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> what a so, guy. So, you know, actually, speaking speaking of the wife, um, who the funk is this actress? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Marcus I, had an observation. I was like, when they kept calling her Susan, and I had to look it up. I was like, is that Susan from Seinfeld? I thought it was George's wife. George Costanza's wife. Yeah. She, she <laughs> sure as hell looks like her and, and kind of behaves like her. Well, there's a kind of 90s frump that, that like, the certain way that women dress and stuff like that, and haircuts and everything. Not basic. Like, kind of unflattering. <laughs> yeah. But, um, boy, uh, um, is there anything good? Because I can't think of anything. This is the music. Bad wait, wait. The music is bad. There's like you know. The, usually, a good movie, a great movie, has a great song in it. This movie has no music, no, no anything. You couldn't remember the score. The right? VR the song is pretty wild. <laughs> Fair enough. But um, yeah, the music is really <laughs> a generic. It really feels just like computer generated buttons pressed. But is there anything good? I mean, this is I, just. This is straight up bad film. This is just I had two really big laughs in it, and that's good, I guess. Like the not no intentional. Scene, Look, with the no scene and the yes scene actually, when he's like the like we got all yes. Oh yeah, like, yeah. The victory, like, <laughs> like right. fist pump, like 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 Tiger Williams, like yeah. When he know, finds out at the eleventh hour, when he finds out Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, when he finds out at the eleventh hour that his the whole sexual harassment. Uh, situation was was recorded coincidentally on someone's yes. answering machine. Which is such a button dial. dial. Saved by a button dial. <laughs> I know. No, which no, they so I'm asking, like, is there anything they, where it's... Well, but they, but they conveniently no. missed that on that recording is him being like, so you want to get fucked? You know, or whatever. <laughs> I know. But, well, the, you know, the it's lawyer lays it out like, he said no 31 times. You know? I know. It's no, but so, so, no, no, I just want I just want this on the record for one fucking hour here. This is not good. Like, what no. I'm saying is, we've done no. bad films and we're yeah. like, oh, but bang and bong and like cracking up is kind of interesting and weird. But this is just not good in not all kinds good. of ways. I think it's an There's interesting. No I think it's an, I think it's an interesting. Uh, time capsule curio uh, and there's some camp fun to it because of the uh, VR and the boner shit but yeah I mean I, I actually think you could have fun watching this and cringing at it if that's your thing but it's not good there's no good filmmaking in it or good choices being made there's some camp absolutely um, and if you're really into the 90s you get a big scoop of 90s here yeah yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. like a very specific kind of 90s you yeah. know like CD-ROM 90s like <laughs> all right <laughs> that was it i think we barely made that one um but uh, mm -hmm. that was one fucking hour everybody on disclosure can't believe we did that um but that was our spring break guys do you have fun on your on our spring break 
you're asking watching me? Disclosure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. No, I look, uh, you know, uh, well, can I maybe recommend? Um, I it's not my favorite of '90s, no. you know, bad thrillers, but it's good. I like it. But I have so many. I have a laundry list, and I'll just say for um, further reading. If you're into disclosure, if you've seen it or you're curious, I would highly recommend The Temp. Oh, uh, yeah, right. The Temp. Uh, big shout outs to actually Taylor Rowley, who was our um, guest on um, Welcome to All Us, because she actually uh, hit me to Disclosure and um, uh, The Temp. And we're both big fans of the net. So, like, I'm fucking all in on this kind of bad film. It's just I've always found Disclosure like it's just too shitty. Like, there's not quite enough camp fun for me. But um, um, The Temp's pretty good stuff it's all about uh, corporate intrigue and um recipe secrets it's good the cookie corporate cookie oh, i've seen it okay the corporate cookie, hey, cookie I love it. yeah it's great <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that okay oh no T- temp is awesome uh, you know ramey okay. shout out to ramey who's on the star 80 episode she's a big temp yeah. fan for sure there you um, go well, maybe we'll uh, revisit I, uh, 90s trash and do well, that can i do a little snapper a snapper sidebar just a little show and tell here yeah, yeah. other snappers on the pile here um, I just pulled some snappers off the shelf. Um, maybe some of these could be recommended to anyone who wants to see them. We have um, Reversal of Fortune. Anyone seen that? Ooh. Oh, yes. Glenn That's Close, a, Jeremy Irons. Klaus von Bulow story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes me yawn just looking at it. I know. It's like uptime. Um, um. I actually like this this snapper a lot because it's, it's a pretty unhinged, freaking crazy-ass movie. Um, and have you guys seen uh, Ricochet? Yeah, mm. that's kind of weird. Great hip hop soundtrack, you know. Number one, totally insane, but, uh, weird. I like Ricochet. Lithgow. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, Lithgow unhinged. Yeah. Um, no, that Lithgow. No, it's like, um, is, does he? He's like lifting uh, phone books, right? In, yes. In his prison cell. Exactly. You know? Exactly. No, that's a, it's a, that's a good camp time. That's something that's a little different, but um, uh, more in the vein like of the, the blockbuster video, like everything when everything else was checked out, you would you would get totally. Ricochet. Yeah. So it's like plenty of <laughs> for that, that one. In now. the <laughs> realm of the temp and disclosure erotic thrillers, this is kind of one of the king of them all, and it's also beautiful snapper form. Here we have Poison Ivy. Oh yeah, right. I mean, that's just like gold standard kind of. That's classic. Gold standard. That's yeah. straight. That's straight to video or something, right? Straight to snapper. Yeah. Close. Straight um, to snapper. And, uh, <laughs> straight to scare. Here's the holy grail. Here's the holy grail in my snapper collection. If you guys want to see, I just want to show the good folks at home. Oh well, yeah. Here is my uh, modified um, executive decision snapper. Um, <laughs> so impressive. For all the snapper um, <laughs> aficionados out there, if you go out and you buy the kangaroo jack snappers, you can actually, uh, which are the orange snapper, you can you can deck out, and uh-huh. modify your your beautiful, wonderful executive. Oh, decisions. and switch out the snapper. Doesn't it look awesome in orange? A custom snapper, sick man. Yeah, <laughs> so. like that. Wow. You had, you need to do with kangaroo- the tequila sunrise snapper and try that. What'd you do with the? What'd you do with um, Kangaroo Jack? Oh, uh, th- threw that shit in the garbage, man. So Frisbee? this yeah. is what we do here. If you want to, k- <laughs> if if y'all want to k jack your snappers, hit me up. You know, just slide into my DMs yeah. and I'll help you k jack. This your is snappers. how we're living over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, wow. um, orange Kangaroo Jack. Are there more people than you that collect snappers? Uh, no, but it's okay. That's more for me. Easier to find, more for me. Uh, and it's no, cheap, you know. Yeah. 
there was one. There's, there's so one. much to talk about on that front, and we're going to have to revisit. You know, um, I've got some. I got some gems in that period. I'm more almost into like when it gets really late, like in this whole uh, cycle, like the real dregs from like '98, '99, and they're getting cheaper, and the stars are getting dimmer. <laughs> you know, like yeah, B-list yeah. people. You know, um, so yeah, it was fun. And disclosure is absolutely one of them and uh that's what hollywood yeah. gave us I, you know how 20, unfun years ago how unfun disclosure is like i was looking up there's like a, a bollywood disclosure and like a porn disclosure you know and i was like oh cool i'll check these out and it's like nope they're boring too <laughs> you know like the, the bollywood bollywood one wasn't even worth sending to you guys it's like hey they're check this out talking about like, i'm just like <laughs> yeah it sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> great but uh but I, anyway yeah well let's so talk the about material next yeah, we're going to um, start getting back into good movies, you know. Um, <laughs> there's that. I think there's, that's our spiritual center. Like, we love movies and we want to, like, go crazy about movies we love. Yeah. And we occasionally do trash, so, um, like yeah. this. But, yeah, it's Oscar week. Uh, next week is Oscar week. Um, is next week. Yeah, next weekend is the Oscars. So we thought, let's do uh, one fucking hour Oscar style. Uh, and yeah, and let's action. ignore not only this year this decade past several decades and just act like it never even happened and just <laughs> shut it right out and yeah. get into some get into some mainlining classic one fucking hour material here totally so next week's uh one fucking hour is a oscar winner <laughs> best picture the winner. english patient yeah several several <laughs> times yeah wah, wah. chicago yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, actually, green, it's it's an Oscar. <laughs> it's a, oh shit! Look at Nomadland. Let's just yeah. <laughs> all day. No, but uh, you know, it's a, but the film is what we're doing actually for real is um, an Oscar winner many times over. It's one mm. of those guys that like just went Bing Bing Bing, you know, and uh, won um, lots of the primary Oscars, uh, well deserved, you know. Yep. And uh, that go. film is uh, another double dip on a director for us. We're going back to William Friedkin. Oh, yeah. And that is for The French Connection. Hell yeah. And of course, I have the source material. Um, but uh, nice. yeah, we'll be doing uh, The uh, uh, French Connection. 1971? Is that right? This is a fundamental film uh, for one fucking hour. It's uh, m much, much discussed and almost used as, as a kind of shorthand sometimes. We've already referred to it on the Superfly episode, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and so um, it's dear to us is what I'm saying. And uh, uh, I plan on talking very enthusiastically about all kinds of strange, nuanced things, all kinds of strange, nuanced things. <laughs> yeah, I think that. we're going to focus. That's code for bring your spray bottle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will. I, I, it's, I'm going to be packing <laughs> it's, it. But it's, it's, it's No, but he's, he's going to spray bottle too. Maybe I am. we all are. You know? Yeah, we all because I think with this uh, film, we're definitely going to be getting into, I think, a lot of the underappreciated details of the French Connection. It's a movie that's been yeah, exactly. talked about a lot, but I think we're going to go under the hood, take that car apart and look <laughs> at some <laughs> look at some shit, you know, uh, deep in the, in the yeah, magnifying sure. glass here uh, for yeah. things that people don't really talk about. It, with the movie. Yeah, it's so rich. I mean, um, let's just agree to not talk about the, the uh, chase scene, <laughs> you know, ah. to start Sure. Let's just okay. not do it. Okay. You know, Fine. We've, we've, yeah, you know, this is okay. kind of a fundamental for us. Like, yeah. you know, our first episode deliverance, like we did not talk about the sexual assault, like right. at all, you know, it's yeah. so famous yeah. and cited and, you know, right. squeal like a pig. 
You just, I'm down with that. Here's all this other stuff, guys. So we're going to kind of do that to French Connection. Cool. Um, and then also stick around for the end uh, of that episode. We're gonna. I'm not going to spoil it here, but we're going to also spend a little bit of extra bonus time next week talking about a, an Oscar-nominated film from this year that we, uh, I think, almost uh, almost all of us saw that uh, begs discussing because I haven't talked to you about it yet, and I'm saving it for next week. So we have not talked about it. We have not talked about this. So no. Wow. You know I loved it, right? Mm, no. Yes. I, 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 okay. Uh, all right. Well, we'll get into that next week. But uh, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for joining us for Disclosure. Hopefully you had fun with that, even though it is a very uh, troubling, sadistic film. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, catch up with you guys next week. Have a good rest of your weekend. And everybody, we also cannot leave you without your moment of zen. So, all right, everybody. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. For her to come on to him the first night yeah. on the job mm -hmm. is a. This is supposedly a woman who is smart enough to rise in the corporate structure. Not yes. not easy right. in the She's computer world. Yeah. But gets dumb when sex becomes involved. Gets dumb when violence becomes and she involved. She has all the sexual sophistication of a hell's angel. Motherfucking goddamn orange peel beef. Mm -hmm.